We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by WinBet. It's Friday, February 11th, 2022. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard! The trade deadline was yesterday. Uh, so huge show today. We're going to be talking trades almost the entire podcast. Uh, we're kind of roping in the news and the waiver wire into one big section because it's all relevant with the deadline. Let's jump right into it. The blockbuster trade that we were all waiting for went down. Brooklyn sends James Harden and Paul Millsap to the <laughs> 76ers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two second round, excuse me, two first round picks. Uh, as of right now, not entirely clear when Simmons will start to play for Brooklyn. Obviously, he's been out due to mental health reasons. And, uh, it feels like it has to be after the all-star break. Uh, Got to be, be very right? shocking because yeah. there needs to be a conditioning ramp-up period as well. You have the whole all-star break. You come back. You integrate with the team at the end of the break, and then you you join. You got to uh, learn all those plays where you don't shoot from outside the layup region. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ken, do you think Harden has a chance to improve here in Philly? Well, he can't get worse. I mean, he's playing his stats is 22 and a half points a game, his 41% shooting and his 2.3 trays a game. Those are all nine year lows for Harden. The guy completely dogged it, in my opinion. Um, so I think they must at least short term until he sours on whatever Philly's doing and demands another trade. <laughs> oh, just say it can't get worse or that he must improve is hilarious to me. Agreed, the percentages uh, are lacking, but he's still averaging 22 and a half, eight and 10 assists per game. I think he's second in the league in, in assists per game. Uh, you know, Harden, Harden's going to be fine. I think a much better fit next to Embiid. Uh, they're basically going to take turns dominating the offense. Uh, I, I like him much more as a fantasy asset uh, with the Sixers. I I agree. I think if you are trading him, you are trading low. low. Like you are selling yeah. low. I think I think if you are I, if I would be trying to get James Harden now, uh, is what I'm trying to say. We also had Andre Drummond go to Brooklyn. 
they got kind of an interesting center thing going on. Not easy to read. You have Drummond, you have Claxton, LaMarcus Aldridge is still there. Blake seems to be getting pity minutes. Uh, James Johnson's been playing a decent amount lately. Shannon, do you think Drummond has a chance to start at center and be fantasy relevant, at least more so than he was in Philly? I, I absolutely do. Honestly, of the of the members who are tra- who are of the players who were involved in this trade, Drummond has the opportunity to see the biggest bump. Um, you know, I, 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 I acknowledge that Claxton's there. It's very possible Claxton will continue to start when he's healthy. Lamarck, but Lamarcus Aldridge, to me, is not a threat to Andre Drummond. And the reason is, is because they can share the floor together. You will never see Claxton and Drummond on the floor together. They're they're too similar. They basically marry mirror each other skills wise. So, but but Aldridge could play the four. You can have Durant play the three. Wait a minute. Are you saying Lamarcus Aldridge might have more upside than Kessler Edwards at power forward for the Brooklyn Nets? Lamarcus has been pretty good when he's had minutes that, this season. That question was pure sarcasm. Okay. I'm sorry if it didn't come through the video. <laughs> I've watched Kessler Edwards play multiple games and Great two I, I still, I still yeah. don't know that he exists. So no, <laughs> um, no, I do. I think Drummond Drummond is an interesting option. You know, he he's owned in 74% of Yahoo leagues. So you're not really going to be able to run out and get him there in many, in many of your leagues, 38% of ESPN. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're in a league where he's available and you need help with boards and rebounds, maybe field goal percentage, I think he's worth a flyer. He'll he'll mo- I I do believe he's going to see more than the 15 and a half minutes that he saw the past week his his last week with the Sixers. So at the very least his playing time is going to increase some. About a week ago I had I decided to pick up Jackson Hayes and I had to decide between dropping Drummond who was with the Sixers or a Claxton and I dropped Drummond and now I really wish I had dropped Claxton. <laughs> but oh well. We'll see. I I don't think it's going to be, I think, a bizarre rotation there for a while for many reasons. Uh, so it could end up being fine for you, Ken. Thank you. Steph Curry, what do you got? I mean, I mean, Seth Curry. Seth Curry in Brooklyn? I mean, he was kind of a primary outside shooter for the Sixers, so yeah. I don't see if his role changes that much. They they certainly need outside shooting in Brooklyn too, right? I don't yeah. think his role changes a lot. On the other hand, uh, on the nights where, I mean, Okay, so we assume Ben Simmons is going to come back after the All-Star break. But before that, which isn't that long, I mean, Kyrie's not playing home games. Durant is right. out. Seth Curry's Mills best player. Old. Yeah. Yeah, Seth Curry's the best player on the team for multiple games. So he, I think he's going to be chucking up shots for a while. And there's still going to be a lot of games after the All-Star break where he might be the second best offensive player on the team on those nights where Kyrie's out and Durant's out, which is not going to be uncommon. So yeah, I like Seth Curry as a trade target if someone else is perplexed about the you know if curry managers are perplexed throughout some offers yeah I, I think curry curry will continue to do what he does and what he's been doing with with, with the sixer what he had done with the sixers this season but i i don't think the move to brooklyn is going to increase his fantasy value um he's averaging 15 points per game that's a career high uh playing 35 minutes per game also a career high what right now, especially on the games when Kyrie sits, Curry will have an elevated role. That might mean less playing time and shots for guys like Cam Thomas and Patty Mills. But really, once this team's healthy, Curry will have a lesser role with Brooklyn than he did with the Sixers. 
Ken, do you think there are, other than the guys that we mentioned, what kind of moves you're looking at? Anybody off the waiver wire? You're looking to trade for somebody? You're looking to move off somebody? Well, you got to assume Tobias Harris and uh, Tyrese Maxey are going to drop in value here. So uh, if I manage Harris in a few leagues, I might, I'm going to float some trade offers out there while he still uh, has the points per game average he has. Cause boy, he's going to, it seems like he's going to drop in the pecking order there with uh, Harden uh, chucking a lot for the Sixers. Shooting yeah. very poorly this year. Hopefully it improves, but even if it does, then, you know, if it's on fewer, if it's on less volume of shots and the points per game probably won't change that much. And, and Maxi, boy, the ball's just going to be in his hands a lot less. It sure seems like. Yeah. 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 That's where the, the biggest dip is probably Maxi. I mean, he's been fantastic over the past 10 games. He's playing 39 minutes per 17.7 points, 4.1 rebounds, 6.7 assists and 1.3 three pointers per game. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough for him. I, I expect Maxi to take the big, biggest dip. And if you're able to, to still sell high on him, you it, it's a prudent move. Alex, tell us what's going on in Boston. Celtics were active at the trade deadline. They got Derek White uh, and sent out Josh Richardson to the Spurs, uh, along with Romeo Langford, a 2022 first rounder, which right now would be the 18th pick and a 2028 first-round pick swap that is top one protected. Seems like the <laughs> Celtics probably could have negotiated that a little bit more. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> feels, feels like they could have. Uh, maybe Brad Stevens doesn't plan on being around that long, and that will be someone <laughs> else's problem. Ken, do you think uh, Derek White will start or come off the bench? I think they're going to come off the bench. I mean, they're 8-1 and one in their last nine games, and it's because the starting five, now that they're all healthy, are red hot. And it's the bench play that was terrible and needs a boost. Now, that said, when Stevens was the bench coach, he liked altering altering the starting lineup uh, sort of to match opponents, go big and small, depending on who they faced. But Coach Udoka has not been doing that uh, this season anyway. Um, could be because he had a weak bench, but we'll see. I think White will get the occasional start when, they, when Big Al Horford needs a rest, and they'll go small and move Tatum back to power forward. But I think White's going to lead the bench squad. Uh, but it'll be very interesting. Who's their closing squad, which is far more important than who starts. And, you know, basically, big picture, Celtics had too many wings and needed a true point guard. Derek White's not necessarily – he's kind of still a bit of a combo, but he's averaging a career-high 5.6 assists a game. He's a lot closer to point guard than, frankly, the rest of the Celtic roster. So, um overall move makes a lot of sense i this is rare maybe a show first i agree with every single thing ken <laughs> mark uh, this date and time laminate the last 30 seconds i'm gonna frame that put it up on the wall we'll make it rotowire's first nft <laughs> uh so i think if you mentioned the closing lineup i do think my guess would be that horford closes at center which allows White to close at point guard with Marcus Smart. Now, maybe it depends on, do you need defense? Because if you need defense, then you want Time Lord want and Horford yeah. out there. Yeah, we'll see. If you're looking we'll for offense. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Matt, they're a little more matchup-like on closing. Exactly, matchup-based. Yeah. That's that's where I was going to lean. Spurs. Spurs. Spurs made other moves, though, right, Alex? They dealt Thad Young 
uh, Drew Eubanks and Goran Dragic, plus a pick exchange, uh, or they tr- they traded, uh, yes, for Goran Dragic. Sorry, that got confusing in my own head. Dragic <laughs> is going to be waived. Drew Eubanks is going to be waived. So they're going to be on whatever team ends up picking them up. Milwaukee, I know, has been rumored for Dragic, as have a few other teams. Spurs um, basically gave up like an early second for a late first to get from Toronto. So the Spurs add to their pick yeah. uh, warehouse of picks. And uh, But yeah, su- surprised nobody... Well, we'll see where Dragic goes in the buyout market. That will be interesting. Uh, the Thad Young piece of it, I'm not really expecting much, but it's not like he can play less than he was playing in San Antonio. <laughs> right. So if the, you're entire, a, uh, the whole Raptors roster is like Freddie Van Vliet and like 10 guys that are between six, seven and six, nine. Yeah. <laughs> like whole Van Vliet's playing 42 minutes a game. Um, <laughs> yeah. You Nick and I said use? a Goran Dragic type. <laughs> <laughs> they probably could. Um, okay. So Boston also, uh, after getting Derek White sent out Dennis Schroeder, uh, Romeo Langford uh, to Houston Actually, Langford went to uh, Langford went to the Spurs. Langford did go to the Spurs. Sorry, it's yeah, complicated. yeah, that's yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, but the important piece of this, the Celtics got back Daniel Tice. Octol baby, rest in peace, <laughs> headphone listeners. Uh, sorry, <sighs> sorry about that. Edis Cantor cannot play defense. He also can't shoot from. Further than three feet away from the bucket. Sorry, Enos Freedom. Yes, this is a this is purely a upgrade in backup bigs. Tice knows the system. wasn't getting any minutes in Houston. I'm very happy to replace Enos Freedom and Bruno with Daniel Tice. Yeah, you're very excited about a role player who may see five minutes per game off the bench. <laughs> I know. I have an unhealthy enthusiasm towards Daniel Tice. Uh, I readily admit that, and I apologize. Now, now on the Spurs, I do want to touch on the Spurs side a little bit because I think this yeah. is pretty, you know, makes it a little more interesting. I, I think getting uh, parting ways with Ubanks and Thad Young show that they they probably have some confidence in Zach Collins, who who has shown signs of life uh, since returning. Um, he's only played in a couple games so far, uh, but uh, solid averages in, in those two games: uh, fifteen minutes per seven and a half points, seven rebounds, one point five steals. I'm still a believer in Zach Collins. I know it seems like he's been around forever. Uh, he was drafted 10 over 10th overall in 2017 by the Trailblazers. Uh, I I like it for the Spurs. You open up minutes for a guy like like Collins, and then also uh, by parting ways with uh, Derek White, I, it, those minutes are not going to go to Josh Richardson. I believe Josh Richardson is a buyout candidate as well. At the or they're just going to let his contract expire. I, I basically think it, it's Vassell and Lonnie Walker, Trey Jones, all of their young guards are the guys who are going to eat up those minutes. Uh, with Vassell, you probably uh, leading the pack. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, r- let's rewind to Zach Collins, only rostered in 13% of Yahoo leagues, so an excellent flyer if you need size, qualifies at forward and center. And I'm with you all the way on starting and giving big minutes to Devin Vassell. There's real upside there. There's no upside in Richardson as far as a young Spurs team trying to develop. And honestly, it was almost a luxury for them to have White the way DeJounte Murray's playing lately. Uh, 
you want yeah. Murray in the point guard position for as many minutes as you can. So I, a great move by the Spurs, who now also have hoarded a lot of nice picks that probably can trade up and, and uh, really get somebody next season. And, and Vassell is widely uh, available in fantasy leagues. 34 owned 34 or, or rostered 34% in Yahoo and 7% on, on ESPN. Uh, you know, over the past couple games, he's, he's seen about 20 minutes, 28 minutes per 11 points, a couple steals. There's upside. I mean, if he's playing 32 minutes per game moving forward, I do believe we're going to have a guy who's worth rostering in 12-team leagues and possibly you know deeper 10-team leagues as well. If you want Vassell, you better move quickly. He's creeped yes. up to 42% rostered just in the last few hours. So uh, Vassell is a guy to move on now. 100%. Ken, we have some news from Dallas. Yes, in a really depressing salary dump. The Mavericks dump Kristaps Porzingis plus a second-round pick. I love they had to throw in a second-round pick. To Washington for Spencer Dimwitty and Davis Bertans. Ugh. Porzingis has two and a half years left on his deal for roughly $85 million. He's played in 34 of the Mavs' 56 games this season. Yet another injury-riddled season with him and the Mavs. Uh, and currently has knee issues, though, uh, hopefully back within the week for the Wizards. But Dinwiddie and Bertans, they're not exactly gems or have much value at all. They're both having awful seasons. Last 14 games, Dinwiddie's shooting 34% from the field. He's got a year and a half guaranteed at roughly $26 million. Also had a few locker room fights, which is uh, not something you, you ever want to hear about. Bertans has been a contract the Wizards have been desperate to get away from for at least a year and a half. This season, he's doing 15 minutes a game, shooting 32% from three. And that, when that's your only skill, that's a real problem. He's got two and a half seasons guaranteed at roughly $41 million and a terrible beard. Anyway, uh, gentlemen, what are your thoughts <laughs> on this Mavericks-Wizards deal? Uh I have a I have a lot of thoughts. Most of them are inco oh, incoherent because I'm so confused about uh, the the Dallas side of this. Um, Dallas's roster is god awful right now, like <laughs> really, 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 really bad. Um, they're going to be starting probably uh, Doncic, Brunson, Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, who they just signed to a four-year, $55 million extension, by the way, in the wake of taking on the Bertans contract. They're like, look, we need some good news after uh, moving the unicorn for, for nothing. Let's I, give Finney-Smith an extension. <laughs> and then and then their bench is now like Spencer Dinwiddie, who's like trying to shill cryptocurrency to his teammates and doesn't know how to play basketball anymore. And then just, Sterling Brown, Frank Nilakina, Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell, Chris. who's been on their bench for 40, 50 years. How long has Powell been a reserve? <laughs> okay, like I understand they want to, I understand they want to just like third, they're like Porzingis are bad. Like we messed right. up. We're gonna take 60 cents on the dollar and just not deal with it anymore. But you have Luka Doncic on your team. Like you can't tank, and then you're you're putting more money on your books with the the Dorian Finney-Smith thing. And I think, I think all of this is, this will be my last point. Bertanz's contract isn't small. It's a problem. No, it's not. It's a, it is a problem contract. This will be my last point before I let someone else talk. 
I think I think the whole point of the move was to get into free agency with cap room just one year earlier. That's the whole point of the move. Just one year earlier than they would have with the Porzingis contract. Nobody has ever come to Dallas. And I understand they have Doncic now, and maybe that's appealing. And cap space is cap space. They but... might finally get DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> Jesus, man. I actually like it for Washington. That's the that's the crazy yeah. thing about this, right? I'm like, yeah, Shepherd, go for it. Why not? Shepard has done an amazing job of getting ter- getting rid of terrible Washington contracts, getting rid of Wall and then Westbrook, and now might as well take a flyer on Porzingis. But Shannon, what do you think of this deal? Yeah, yeah. From the Washington side, it totally makes sense. Dinwiddie didn't seem like he was really meshing well with the rest of the roster and maybe the coaching staff and and, and execs. So that part of it makes sense. You know, even on the Dallas side, Porzingis. If, if there, I, I saw a stat yesterday for Porzingis since the since acquiring Porzingis and the and when he and Luca actually play together. The winning percentage was actually worse than with it just being Luca. Um, <laughs> so it was very similar. It was only off by by like you know five five percent points. It's like a six hundred winning percentage and a five ninety winning percentage. Yeah. But they were still better. They were a better team over that stretch without without Porzingis. So I mean that alone to me means the deal makes sense. Porzingis was not helping them win games, and that's all that matters. So okay. Do I do I think Bertans and, and Dinwiddie are a good fit for them or, or their long-term build against a, you know with alongside a generational talent? No, absolutely not. But they'll get that figured out. And, and then on the Washington side, you know, you're trying to appease Bradley Beal, however you no, you can. need to. Um, you know, I I think it, on the fantasy side for for any of these involved, Dinwiddie takes a hit. I don't think he's going to crack the starting lineup. I think he'll be a sixth man. Uh, for Dallas, yeah, 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 and 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 then, you know, maybe maybe Kleba will be okay. Uh, he'll he'll carve out more value. You know, my initial thought was, oh, maybe this will finally open up minutes for Moses Brown, one of my favorite best ball picks this season. Uh, no, 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 he he's no God. longer. He's no longer <laughs> on the roster. <laughs> So sent them home. There, there's yeah. not there's not much to to scavenge from on the Dallas side, and then even on the Washington side, there's at least some interest. Um, you know, Let, I'm not. Let's let's dive into that depth chart because they also got rid of Montrez uh, Harrell to Charlotte. Yes. Uh, to get Carrie back, and who else did they get in that? They got Carrie Ish, Ish Smith. And as Shannon, a Pistons fan, knows, when you have a chance to get Ish Smith back, you make that move. Absolutely. Yeah. Every time. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. So let's look at that depth chart for Washington, Shannon. Who do you like as a free agent grab now in this new altered Washington tanking lineup? Raul Nito or Neto. Is it Nito or Neto? Neto. Neto. He played 31 minutes, received the start last night at point guard. You know, the, the point guard position will be one to watch uh, in Washington. Brad Beal's out for the year. No more Dinwiddie. So, you know, Neto is is Neto and Ish Smith are really the only two options. I refuse to believe this team's going to lock themselves into playing a 29 and a 30 plus year old point guard. 30 one of those two 30 minutes per game, though. I, I fully believe they'll end up bringing someone else uh, into the mix and go full full tank. You know whether that's Cassius Winston 
or someone who's not on the roster at all um, remains to be seen. You know, you also you have guys like Kispert will get more run. Uh, Kuzma should be able to get as many shots as he wants. Um, and even at the center position, you know, Kuzma with his first career triple tri- triple double last night. He really yep. is their leader. He and <laughs> and look at you know. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you're absolutely right. He Kyle Kuzma is the leader of the Washington Wizards by default, right? I mean, it's it's. I never thought I'd say that sentence. You know, no, he's been good. I, I'm unless I was talking about the it's... big three. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Shannon. No, you're good. If I mean, if if Porzingis plays for them and gets heavy minutes, you know, he could put up some monster stat lines. I'm questionable yeah. whether I question whether or not he'll play for them. At all, or he'll he'll likely play if healthy, but I think they'll sit him as well and be very very cautious. Yeah, he with plays fifty percent of the remaining games max. I bet. Right, right. With the goal just being make sure he and Beal are ready to roll, yeah. and we build the team around right. those two for next. Show season. enough flash that gets Beal excited, but rest him and tank and get your your lottery pick. Yeah. So so then you look at the big man. Thomas Bryant's been the starting center. Um, but even even though he's still playing last night, there's no Gafford, no Montrez. They had no one. And Bryant still only played 20 minutes. Uh, it's pretty obvious they're not going to roll him out there for 32 minutes per game. Well, he's also I think he's also getting his legs. I mean, he was out yes. for more than yeah, a yeah, year. Yeah. He's, I think, a dozen games back. Hey, in 20 minutes, he did have two blocks and a steal. Uh, it, shot six for nine. He's going to do nothing but dunk and hit layups. He's good. He's a per-minute guy. I mean, he just needs yeah. the minutes. He needs yes. le- he, his legs aren't going to be under him, but for people that think, oh, Brian's not going to get minutes because Porzingis is going to play the five. Porzingis is going to play half the games, and when he does, it'll probably be a power forward. No, no one's relying on Porzingis to lead the team in rebounds. He's yeah, not taking I mean, away from Brian's role in the key. Yeah, and I think Shannon made a good point about like this team's not trying to win. On the other hand, the point we make at the very top, Porzingis is not a winning player. Even the games that he plays. Will he change their fortunes much? Probably not. But I think but, I'd rather lose with a healthy benched Porzingis than lose with a playing losing injured Porzingis. <laughs> Those are your outcomes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, as in terms of other guys, I mean, honestly, this entire Washington roster is uh, it's kind of like you could you could make an argument for anybody. One guy that I like is Denny Avdia. Got to play him minutes, right, over KCP, don't you? Why is KCP still getting so many minutes? And Avdia is a well-rounded player, too. He can pass a little bit. He can rebound. Um, He's a lot more interesting to me than Corey Kispert. He he could end up being their point guard for the rest of the season, honestly. Ooh, there's a – whoa, kind of a grand hill point forward. I don't recommend it. I'm just tossing (laughs) it out there. Why not? Why not? They got nothing to lose. Lots of turnovers if that happens. Yeah. Uh, but okay, one one more piece. Net, Neto this... owned in three uh, percent of Yahoo leagues. By the way. Yeah. So, I mean, Neto the, is the... widely available. Yeah, and Neto and Ishmith are probably you know if if you have if they're one of those two guys is available and you're in a deep league, you need point guard help. Those are probably the two safest options. I don't expect Rua to do much. Um, but but on one other part of this trade or these you know the 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 Montrez Harrell to Charlotte, um, to me. That that just squashes upside for if you're still holding on to Plumlee or yes. PJ Washington. I, I think Harold's going to eat into their value, and all three of them are basically going to cannibalize each other. And it'll be tough to own any of the three unless it's a deeper format. Yeah, I mean they're they're without Gordon. 
They're without Gordon Hayward right now, so I think Washington will steal a few minutes here and there at the four. But, you know, then you're sliding Bridges down to the three and Oubre's at the two at that point. So I, I, I think you're right, though. I mean, it doesn't help anybody. Um, yeah, none of those guys are great, uh, great guys to roster in standard leagues. Anyway, uh, we had some trades earlier in the week I, as well. You know, I do want to point out Reggie Bullock still, still only rostered 47% of Yahoo teams. We just pointed out how terrible the starters are for Dallas. Yeah, make sure Reggie Bullock isn't available in your league. Drop Joe Harris, please pick up Reggie Bullock. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had some trades earlier in the weekend. Yeah, Karis Levert to the Cavs for picks and Rubio's expiring contract. Ricky Rubio's expiring contract uh, in his debut with the Cavs. He had 28 minutes, which is good to see. Uh, 11 points on 11 shots, not particularly efficient. Two assists, one rebound, and a steal. We also had C.J. McCollum to the Pelicans for Josh Hart and uh, Nikhil Walker-Alexander, but then NWA got traded again to Utah. Um, who's that with the 37 minutes? Oh, you wanted McCollum? McCollum. Yeah, 15 points on 21 shots, seven boards, five assists and a steal. It's going to get a crazy amount of minutes with the Pelicans, but he was already getting a crazy amount of minutes with Portland, so I'm not sure how much things change there. And, of course, you got the big Sabonis and Halliburton deal, really shaking up depth charts in Sacramento and Indiana. <clears throat> My point in adding all of these to the rosters is we don't want to ignore these other trades that occurred earlier than yesterday. So I thought we'd go through. Let's check out uh, the waiver wire based on the depth charts of the in-transition Portland Trailblazers, Indiana Pacers, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the Sacramento Kings, uh, all in flux. What team do you guys want to start with? Well, before we pick the team, I just want to point out how – gigantic of a nwa fan ken is so gigantic that he changed alexander walker's name to walker alexander <laughs> now we can move on add that to the uh, mispronounced list yeah. my apologies it was uh, did the notes at 6 a.m but sorry about that my apology <laughs> to the walker uh, alexander walker family <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, let's start with Portland, who has, I think, maybe the saddest roster in the entire league at this point. Uh, They've usurped usurped the Pistons, who at least have Cunningham. Yeah, yeah, well, right. And uh, some other teams that are are bad as well. Um, You know, I might be the most intrigued by Justice Winslow, believe it or not, on this roster of players that are available. What Me too. I mean, he's going from obscurity to starting at the three. They had him chucking threes in that Laker win, including what almost was the game loser when he missed one there at the uh, at the end. But my goodness, they're letting him do whatever he wants. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's great. At thirty three minutes in, in two starts with with Portland, uh, thirty three minutes in both of those games, he, he's got that versatility where he can really provide you rebounds, assists, steals. Uh, I, I don't buy the three-point shooting or any kind of field goal efficiency with him. That is going to, the efficiency go, is going to be the issue just like it was yeah. during his, you know, when he w- actually received minutes with Miami. Um, but he's worth a look. Uh, 12 team leagues. I think, I think he'll be borderline 12 team guy, definitely more value in a points-based league than a rotisserie league. But absolutely worth a pickup if you need a, if you need an extra person 
rostered in 25% of Yahoo leagues. What about so, uh, what about Josh Hart? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think he's available. My guess would be that he's uh, same sort of rostered. role. Frankly, that he yeah, I mean, I think I think for he, New Orleans. I mean, if you have Hart on your team, congratulations, because yeah. he's going to average like nineteen eight and eight. He's going to put up Ben Simmons numbers. Yeah, he's seventy two percent rostered to your point, so not available. Yeah, most leagues. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, the Indiana front court situation, obviously very different now. The whole, I mean, the whole team context is different after they dealt Levert and Sabonis. We have Goga Batatze, only 24% rostered. Has had some up and down games, but has shown, definitely shown upside. Uh, we have Chris Duarte rostered in only 61% of leagues. That seems low now. Um, Lance Stevenson could still be in line for minutes, although he's competing with Buddy Heald at this point. And then we have... Uh, you know, O'Shea Brissett, who's starting at the four in theory uh, for them now. And Terry Taylor, who's an offensive rebounding savant, but he's a two-way player. So yeah. uh, not really sure what to do there. That's a tough call. I, I Long term, I expect, I expect 
Indiana, Toronto, starting five of Brogdon, Halliburton, Duarte. Um, a healthy Miles Turner. Miles Turner, definitely, definitely Miles Turner at the five. And the four is to be determined. Maybe Brissett. I, I don't I think Buddy Heald will continue to, to come off the bench like he did with Sacramento. I think it'll be a six man role. There I think they're gonna want to build up Duarte instead. But this team hasn't been healthy all year, so they right. everything's gonna be in flux. I mean, go Brogdon's, right. Brogdon's injury status seems to get updated about every two days. You must re- love rewriting those Malcolm Brogdon updates, uh, Alex. It was uh, it was nice when they said he'd be out for a few weeks. And then uh, yesterday, in the morning, Carlisle said that uh, we don't have a timetable for his return. But then, several hours later, they listed him as questionable. Yeah, <laughs> I had a picture of you just whacking yourself in the head, Alex, when that last announcement came out. <laughs> yeah. So now, we'll I, I am going to say this, and I, I know most won't agree, but I do think there's possible upside for Jalen Smith on the Pacers. Um, I think he sure. he could start because because Goga and, and Miles Turner are not going to start alongside each other. That that will not happen. But it's possible Jalen Smith could could be a fit next to Miles Turner. So it, not immediate. I need to see it before I would pick him up. Uh, it's not even a speculative, you know, uh, free agent <laughs> rush. Just wait, wait until it actually happens. Uh, but I do think there's upside there, and, and that's something you, that could happen. If I'm in a dynasty league, a keeper league, I'm I'm stashing guys for next season. Yeah. That might just be one guy I would take a flyer on. You know, Brissett is not the long term answer at the four yeah. for the Pacers. Not at all. Uh, we also let's see for the Pelicans, Herbert Jones, fifty four percent roster on Yahoo. In my opinion, he's been a pickup for two months, so I'm not yeah. really sure what <laughs> is going on here. Um, Jackson Hayes, you know, he's been up and down. He started a few games, only had 17 minutes yesterday. Not ideal. He's a guy you, no. you need like 24 minutes out of him at the very least, I think. So a little bit concerning yesterday with those minutes. And then on the Kings, uh, we have basically an entirely new backcourt situation other than Fox. Cause we have Justin holiday on the team. Now Davion Mitchell is going to be presumably in a new role. Jeremy lamb had a great game the other night and they just got DiVincenzo yeah. at the trade deadline. So we kind of have to make sense of that at some point. Um, Can you, which is that? Uh, yeah. I'm looking uh, to you, Alex, former buck. So, okay. Here's the thing about, here's the thing about holiday. He's, Holiday is a low usage guy. He is who he is, right? Like right. he's he's defense and threes. Uh, he's not even great at either of those things. Lamb has been a good per minute guy throughout his career. Uh, decent all around stats. I I don't know. I mean, they have a bad bench, so maybe he keeps playing like twenty eight minutes. And then Divincenzo, Divincenzo's been bad, but they the Kings clearly like him. They tried to trade for him last year. Right. So, it, you know, it seems to figure that he's going to play at least, you know, 25 minutes a game. Um, him and Davion Mitchell are great defensive backcourt when they're in the game. The problem is, you know, like they're both like David is pretty much a pure shooting guard. Um, and Davion Mitchell is pretty much a pure point guard. Jeremy Lamb can do Jeremy Lamb is kind of like a one through. He could play four, I guess, if he had to. But it's mm-hmm. tough. It's tough to say right. what's going to happen here. 
They've it got is. holidays a starter now, but I don't see how that. Yeah, I, I don't know. The case. What do you think, it, Shannon? It, it's really tough to figure out what the Kings are doing. You know, when they traded Halliburton, I was like, okay, all right. I, I, I don't agree with them moving Halliburton, but I can see some sense here. Basically, that sense being you finally have your big man centerpiece to to pair with De'Aaron Fox, and you're opening up playing time for Davion Mitchell, who who's flash some serious signs of being a, a, yeah. a solid contributor for their, their team and in fantasy. And then Harrison Barnes, great fit basically in any lineup at, at the three yeah. or four. So to me, it, it made sense from that end. And then the first game without Halliburton, they start holiday <laughs> over Davion Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> made it made zero sense to me. Then they, they acquired Dante DiFincenzo the next day. Uh, or, or later in the week, uh, it's tough. It's tough to figure out. Uh, it, it seems like they're trying to to eke their way into the play-in situation for the Western Conference. And if that's their goal, that means guys like Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, even Josh Jackson are going to get minutes. Maybe, I mean, hell, Trey Lyles could actually get minutes for them at, at the four yeah. as well. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, Metu and Harkless are the guys getting minutes there now and Barnes, of course. It's going to be a tough roster to figure out. And outside of Fox, Barnes, and Sabonis, the value is going to be too fluid. Wildly um, fluctuating. Yeah. Wildly. I mean, the, Davion, Davion Mitchell's still the guy, I would say, if, I, if I'm picking up anyone that's available in the waiver wire, he, he's the guy I'm targeting. Yeah. But the presence of Holiday, Blam, and Dante does complicate that. You know, while we're on that four-team deal that sent Ibaka to Milwaukee and DiVincenzo to Sacramento, Shannon, how do you feel about Marvin Bagley in Detroit, baby? Hey. You know, there's been tons of tandems, duos throughout NBA history that have <laughs> historical, Jordan Pippen, uh, yep. something that's a better fit and more you know, yep. more like mirrors uh, the, the Bagley-Cade. <laughs> Uh, duo is you know yep. Kobe Shaq basically. Kobe. So, <laughs> the Pistons have their Kobe and their Shaq now. Okay, I'm thrilled. I'm beyond excited. Uh, but on, on a more serious note, you're talking about a guy who's just drafted three four years ago, um, second overall. Uh, that you know, I think he's 22. Um, you 22. totally worth a look. Uh, at, you know, at the, and even if if he produces and they extend him for four or five years, great. That means he showed enough. Uh, enough signs of life to warrant that. I, I'm excited about it. Uh, I think it'll be, I, I want to see Bagley, you know, not have the opportunity to flash the kind of talent that, that he displayed as a prospect uh, and a recruit, a college recruit, and then as a college player. I think he's still got the skill set. I think he just needs the opportunity. I don't know if it will lead to wins for the team that he's playing on, uh, but I do think he could put together productive stat lines in the NBA. Yeah, I think it would have been ideal if Jeremy Grant had not been on the team anymore. Kind of like, yeah. you know, some Marvin Bagley stuff. But, I mean, they don't really have a ba good backup center situation, so Bagley's going to see time there. Might see time at power forward when they slide Grant down. Uh, this was the right move for the Pistons. They gave, gave up nothing of real value. They get a look at Bagley. They get his restricted free agency rights. They get to pair him. Uh, they get to see kind of, you know, I – you joke about the Cade Bagley thing, but Cade is a floor general, right? That's like what he's supposed yeah. to be. And how about Cade goes to the point, Bay becomes a shooting guard, 
And Grant plays a small forward, and they let uh, Bagley play power forward. So Cade, you know, at six seven, six eight, whatever listing you're looking at for Cade, he's never going to be the designated point guard on the roster. I mean, he will be the guy who controls the ball and runs the offense. Uh, but there's always going to be like a Derek Fisher type point guard in that in that position uh, when when Cade's on the floor. You know, currently that's Killian Hayes and, and Corey Joseph, um, <laughs> but. I if you if you're if you're rostering beef stew Isaiah Stewart right now I would look at other options I yeah. don't believe he's going to be able to hold off Bagley uh, I think I think Isaiah Stewart no. will be it might be a few weeks um, but I do think Bagley's going to get a long look in the starting lineup at the five yeah and Grant's Bagley. also they'll also shut down Grant just like they did last season that will happen you know come March <laughs> that'll that'll happen again. And Bagley, time to give up on Kelly Olenek, I think, as well. Oh, yeah. Bagley also gives them kind of a stretch five option here and there, which is interesting. Uh, one thing I do, last thing I do want to mention for the Kings, Rashawn Holmes played 12 minutes yeah, in Sabonis' debut. Yeah, he wasn't one of the guys I mentioned when I said, you know, it's Fox, yeah. Barnes, and Sabonis. Yeah. Holmes has no spot on any fancy roster now that Sabonis is there. They will not share. They won't share the floor together ever. So they shouldn't. I mean, it's a bad fit. Um, And the thing is, like, you know, I looked up Holmes' contract. I'm like, how committed are the Kings really to Holmes? And it's like eleven million dollar contract over the next two years, each year, which is not a lot in the modern NBA. That's like backup. That's like good backup center money in the NBA. So um, they, I don't think, feel like they need to play him 25 minutes or something like that. Let's get to the fan feedback, Ken. Yeah, uh, I just want Holmes's contract. Uh, he signed this August, four years, fifty-five million. So yeah, a little, little more, a little longer. That's, but uh, that's Dorian Finney-Smith money. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, fan feedback from Super Fan Ramesh. Hello, Ramesh. Please provide some center free agent pickup suggestions. Shannon and Alex, what you say? Well, we touched on a few. Touched on Drummond, touched on Bryant. Bryant needs the minutes. Uh, Kleber is fine if you need some blocks and some threes, but he's a low usage guy. Um, you know, Ibaka in Milwaukee. I'm intrigued because they don't have a backup center. And he, I was saying this with Nick, Ibaka is the closest thing to Brooke Lopez that exists that was like available. He's yeah. a shot blocker. They can play him in the drop coverage. He can hit threes. Also old. Also old with back issues. Uh, So I expect 20-ish minutes per game out of Ibaka, but he was basically getting that recently anyway. And then Hartenstein on the Clippers, uh, who I have said was basically like a 14 to 16 team guy almost all year. I think now is almost definitively that. Um, That's all all I have to say. Goga is the one I would stream in right now. Uh, And then, you know, once... You know, try to find a replacement for him before before uh, Miles Turner yeah. comes back to the lineup. You, but you think the Pacers—they're not going to rush Turner back either. They're happy to tank, right? I absolutely. believe so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that's Goga's Goga's my pick for for an immediate plug in at center. All okay. right, great suggestions, gentlemen. Uh, Shannon, can you tell us about our friends at Thrive? Yeah, Thrive's back for another season of fantasy basketball, but they also have fantasy football. And this week, I I heard there's a big game this weekend. Thrive has a big contest for that big game. 
go check it out. It's $100,000 guaranteed, $20,000 first place, $25 entry. You don't have a Thrive account? That's fine. You can go sign up for one now. Go to uh, uh, rotowire.com slash thrive and deposit $10 or more. I would deposit $25 so you can enter that Super Bowl contest. And then you'll also get a free six-month subscription to Rotowire. So once again, go to rotowire.com slash thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E. Sign up now and enter that big game contest. If there's one thing that we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions. And even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer from you for you from Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sports book app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor of Rotowire's fantasy podcast. They bring you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is now available in seven states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Okay, gentlemen. It now is time for Alex and Shannon to give us their Friday DFS picks. So this this slate will be as in flux as any slate that we have been uh, that we've dealt with all season. Although probably not as dramatically as some of the early uh, COVID slates, I guess I would call them, because uh, we have players who have been dealt yesterday, and it's not clear if they'll be available. Sometimes it takes a few days. Sometimes it takes one day. So for example, right this second, if you go to the RotoWire optimizer. Uh, it will be like, well, we're expecting James Harden to play because we have to expect him to play because we haven't heard any news on whether or not he'll play. So he's technically questionable. So therefore, he has minutes. Um, so value will open up later throughout the day. Uh, but as of right now, there are a lot of guys uh, who we just don't know about. With that being said, let's say James Harden does not play. Uh, it just doesn't matter that much compared to, I mean, Ben Simmons wasn't playing. So they're basically losing Seth Curry. At that point, are you just thinking more Maxi? You're thinking more just more Corkmaz kind of a thing, like not that exciting of a situation at that point. So we do, we actually hard news just broke. You know, keep in mind, oh. folks, we record this at about uh 11 a.m. Eastern on Fridays. Uh, but we do have hard news now. He isn't okay. expected to play Friday cool. against Sunday or Saturday against Cavs. Mm. Check that out, obviously, uh, before the game's locked. That could change, but it looks like the current current situation with the Sixers is the expectation is no Harden. Um, Mag- he still has yeah. the nagging hamster. Yeah, they've got they, he's got to prove that it at, was an actual injury. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the obvious guys, I mean, one Embiid is going to, is going to have to shoulder the load like he has for the past few weeks or basically all season. 
Um, Maxi would be huge, but he's questionable. Um, he's got he's got questionable with uh, hamstring soreness. Uh, so right now, Harris is probably, you know, it's, it's basically Embiid and Harris are the two guys that I'm most interested in with this team. Even, even Shake Milton is, a uh, is questionable for tonight. So th- it's a situation that's fluid with Philadelphia. There's also the, the factor of you just g- ginormous blowout potential. Uh, the spreads about negative 13 and Philly's favor against OKC. So th- that's something to watch. I think there's val- there's going to be value based on hard and missing time. Uh, there's going to be, be value on both sides of that matchup uh, because OKC is still very shorthanded. No SGA. The big all their big men are out. Uh, Roby, Robinson Earl, uh, Favors will probably be active and see the start at center. Uh, Baisley is the I think Baisley might be one of the better values if you're targeting OKC. But again, I mean, this game, Poku coming off the bench playing t- playing significant runs. He's been okay. I just I worry about the blowout potential and too much that I'll probably avoid that game altogether. Gentlemen, the biggest over under is Minnesota at Chicago at a whopping two two forty and a half. Who do you like in that one? Well, we have I have Vucevic is probable. And we have uh, Dasunmu is questionable. So keep an eye on that. Uh, if Dasunmu is out, then it's a Kobe White game. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I think it's just kind of who it's been. I don't think I don't think Vucevic and Towns can guard each other. So uh, they could have big games uh, individually at offense, which I think is partially where this overrunner comes from. But we also have a ton of guys on Minnesota questionable. Yeah. You know, Edwards, Russell, Print, like, Half their roster is questionable. The thing is, they've been listing these guys questionable for multiple games and they've played, um, which I love, honestly. More of that. Like, I wish teams would list everyone as questionable all the time uh, when they clearly are going to play. I hope but, our fans have appreciated Alex's deep sarcasm there because he's the one that often has to uh, label them uh, throughout the day. Yeah, and change the lineups and adjust the projections. Yeah. And yeah. I apologize to you that. for the Timberwolves, Alex. Eh, that's okay. There are worse. Te- there are worse teams. Trust me. I, I wouldn't fault anyone from targeting any of this play, any of the players from that matchup. Um, like like Alex said, Kobe White will be the guy if Kasumu misses time. I'm not high in Kobe White though. I I, I especially when Zach Levine and, and DeRozan are both healthy uh, and both playing. Even and in- capable of. Of, of leading the team in assists, frankly. Yes, yeah. I mean, Kobe White's basically, even when he plays 30-plus minutes, uh, he rarely tops 30 fantasy points. Um, I, I think he's only got one game out of the past, like, 15, where he's topped 30 fantasy points. $4,400 is a good salary, easy to fit into your lineup at, at the point guard or shooting guard spot. He's an option. I'm just not – I'm not very high on the ceiling. Really, the the one guy who I absolutely plugged into my lineup from that game immediately was Zach Levine. Zach Levine's eight thousand um, dollars. You know, he he's past two games. He had a two game. Uh, he was out for two games in the past, two games since he's returned. Forty nine fantasy points, thirty nine fantasy points, thirty seven minutes, forty minutes. It's going to be the same thing tonight. Um, he's going to be he- he's going to have a heavy workload, and I expect between like forty and fifty fantasy points, which is a damn good value at eight thousand dollars. 8,000 is like a floor price for him. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
Same with Josh, Josh Giddy is seven thousand. Those are both like floor plays. Those guys hit that. They, the the Giddy, Giddy issue without SGA around too. Yeah, uh, the Giddy issue is the thirty minutes that that OKC is oh, tapping him at. Yeah, so I, I, Giddy, I do, I still think he's gonna probably provide value at, at seven thousand dollars, but the ceiling's just limited based on the fact that they're gonna keep him to around thirty minutes. So he's an option, just not not high on it. One guy uh, we should mention, Devin Vassell. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In a big over-under game as well, 233. Spurs at Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta is an eight-point favorite, so could get out of hand, but also no reason to not play Vassell if it gets out of hand. Last game for Vassell, 32 fantasy points in 28 minutes. Uh, but as we mentioned, we kind of expect him to start seeing 30 minutes a game, uh, roughly. And in games that he's seen at least 30 minutes this season, he is averaging basically 30 fantasy points. So he's about a fantasy point per minute guy when he sees high minutes. Uh, he's 4,900 right now on FanDuel. To me, that's just good value. Put him in your lineup in GPPs and cash and just hope for the best. Yeah, absolutely. Here's a couple other guys I like. Uh, Jeremy Grant, 5,200. He was heavily owned in Thursday's contest. Um, only play, he, he ended up, finishing with 36.8 fantasy points on FanDuel, only played 29 minutes. The 29 minutes was primarily because it was a blowout. He was he was well on pace to, to cruise past 40 fantasy points if that game were close. The blowout potential is very real with every Detroit game. We'll probably see that tonight as well against Charlotte, but at least Detroit's at home. And for me, it's impossible to pass on 5,200 for Grant. Um and then there's a lot of guys in that 7,000, 7,500 range that are, have basically been 35 point guys on average, 35 to 37 point fantasy guys on average this season, but they're at a slightly depressed uh, salary right now. Cole Anthony, Suggs might sit. If Suggs sits, if Suggs sits I think Cole Anthony is an obvious play. Uh, Jarrett Allen. 7,600. He's averaging 37 fantasy points tonight uh, per game. He's playing Indiana Pacers. And then Miles Bridges against Detroit, 7,400. I, I love the, I just love the prices on all of those guys. They all have 40 point upside. Odd Kowinky Dink with the Hornets Pistons game. Both teams coming in with a six game losing streak. Better than the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, we also have a uh, Jakob Pertl in that same range, uh, seventy eight hundred. He's gone for forty, you know, plus fantasy points plenty of times. Um, yeah, that's a good range. If you can, you know, a, a good amount of value will end up opening up. And we have Halliburton's debut as well. Uh, he's at seventy six hundred. I don't think even if Brogdon plays, I even if Brogdon plays, I, fifteen minutes maybe. So you know, I, I think he's in a good spot as well. He'll be in a. He's gonna be the point guard, probably. So I like I like he'll be I I, I assume he'll be chalky. I think a lot of people are going to like look at Indiana's roster and be like, it's just Tyrese Halliburton out there. Uh so I think I think he'll be popular, but for the right reasons. Um I, I don't have a ton else, uh, unless you think there's any values that are sticking out to you that we missed. I think Indiana is a good one to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah. A lot of the players are going to be in flux. You know, is Isaiah Jackson going to be active? Does Goga get another start at center? Goga at $5,000 is a decent option at center. Um, so that that's definitely one of the teams to watch. Uh, but no, I think we've covered, covered it pretty well. Best of luck to all on FanDuel tonight. 
Okay. Well, Ken, that means it's time for the old man rant. Arrgh. James Harden is the devil. Hear me out on this. Within 18 months, the beard has quit on two teams. Remember, we're just over a year removed from when Harden whined his way out of Houston. And now he's done it again. Think about this. When Harden retires, he's 32 right now, what fan base is going to embrace James Harden? Do we have any reason to believe he'll give his all to Philly? How much will he pout when Embiid doesn't kick the ball back out to him? Remember, Harden didn't want to play with Clint Capella. This season, the Nets paid Harden $25 million for his worst numbers in nine years. That's just partial season $25 million payments. What happened to professional pride? And now he's going to weasel a max deal out of Philly? Bobby Marks on ESPN is already predicting the back half of that new contract when Harden's making over $60 million a year in his late 30s. He's saying that contract will be the worst contract in NBA history. Ugh, I hate James Harden! Uh, okay, first of all, guess who else quit on two teams? Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I don't like Durant. him either! And Kevin Durant. All I don't like him players. either. I mean, there are other players involved in that trade who quit on teams. Come on. That's just All how right, the modern right. and I'm going to redo the rant where I talk about how much I hate Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes there are bad contracts. Contracts will be bad at the end of the, the life of the contract sometimes. You just got to yes. do it. Um, I've heard Bobby Marks say some absolutely insane things on a podcast before. More, more like Bobby Skidmarks. Huh? Oh, oh, oh. Good huh? thing he Bobby him. doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I even... Mispronounced names. We had a bunch. Nikhil Walker-Alexander. Yeah, uh, yeah. Being one of them. We had some... I butcher every dashed hyphenated double name. I always get the order wrong, and I did it again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, now we know your views on the police. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Wait. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to add it any part of this podcast. Let's move on. It's, <laughs> Thank you. NWA. You're a big NWA fan. Ken. That's all I'm alluding <laughs> yeah. to. All right. Oh, man. My wrestling. I, uh, yes. Yes. I, no. I, I, should, I should stop trying to be funny, is, is what we're getting at. <laughs> Any other names? Any other names wrong? Uh, Avija? Do we get Avija right? The, uh... <laughs> it's Avija, but yes. Oh, I just I threw it up. There we go. There we go. That's one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire <laughs> Fantasy Basketball <laughs> Podcast presented by WinBet. Ken, take us out of here. For today's quote, let's go to Los Angeles. We're just yesterday. Hall of Famer Magic Johnson. Seriously, Magic Johnson tweeted this last night. Quote, the Mavericks traded for Dinwiddie and Bertans, increasing their chances for a deep playoff run. End quote. <laughs> Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy trade wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs> Come on. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 